now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz. Tis the season. That's the reason I got out of bed. I got out of bed. I can't even sing it. Good morning. It's Yolanda at DryerBuzz. Good afternoon, good evening, and all the time zones that you tune in, whether it's today in the now or somewhere off into the future. And listen, I'm doing this one. I'm recording this one on the podcast platform. If you recognize over the last couple of episodes, I did them in a live environment. And I'm like, eh, today I'm like, I didn't, I want to come on and just push the button. So I'm going straight to the platform on this one. Cause that takes a little bit of planning and processing. And then some elements work, some elements don't. And it's like, wait a minute, I'm not, this is not supposed to be, this is supposed to be unscripted, all that production. And then I said, oh, you know what? I, I have been trying to do a couple other uh, keep a couple of other podcasts going. So I'll do that with uh, the kitchen kind of as an after talk. So that explains that. And then let me explain, um, tear myself out of bed this morning. Um, it, I am in a fog. I'm in that either the pre fog or, um, I hit, I'm, I feel like I'm about to hit the brakes. Like I'm not going to let this slip happen. You know, when you begin to slip into, um, what is it? I don't know what it's called. Cause I'm not necessarily a therapist. I'm just giving, sharing my experiences with anxiety. And I have come to realize that I have in the past had some depressions. I, w- I was looking through some photos, um, family member, we have a family group and there were some photos and there was one of <laughs> me by myself. And it's so funny when I saw that, because I was just thinking, I was like, man, I've got to stop. And, and, and I realized oh, you can't stop. I kept trying to figure this thing out because I am, you know, as most people get ready to do the empty nest, I'm doing, I'm facing the empty nest kind of alone. And it's not a lonely thing because I'm always preoccupied, but there are those moments when you stop, like, like right now I hear a noise, you know, I hear too much of what's going on, which means to me, you know, there's noise all the time, but it means that. I am not preoccupied when I am dwelling. That's what, oh, let me grab, let's grab the journal because I'm not going to remember that. When I'm dwelling, I, I realize, I, I notice my surroundings more, my emotions, my feelings. I notice them more when I'm not occupied. Let's write that down, occupied, because it's not so much, that's not what I want to dwelling, right? And when I noticed it yesterday, uh, I was trying to do some writing and I was working on, you know, um, working on my websites and, and this, that, you know, they have a store. And so, and I have t- actually two stores and I'm trying to figure out, I was going to do this second store, which is a pickup ser- service because when you, if I, if I put it, the items of that store on this, on the existing store, um, it was messing with the inventory. I'm like, oh, now I got to split inventory and this, that, and the other, cause you got to say, oh, you got enough inventory here for this. Cause when the person wants to order on the pickup service, it pulls the inventory, but it has to have its own inventory. I, um, they, it was, it was a piece that's been rushed to the marketplace. And those of us that use it first are the testing. We're test, we're the beta testers. And, and so I'm like, and it was like in the pandemic, try, them trying to come up with quick solutions. So I said, well, I'm going to have to do that. If I'm, if I'm going to do that, I have to do that in the second store because it's a local thing. And the other thing is, you know, it's national, international and so forth. And I don't need international and national to know 
all of this information that somebody who's going to pick up, you know, there's a whole level of trust there. And you can look around and ooh, trust. Let's write that down. You can look around and people who are using all of these different services because you have to put yourself in somewhat of a vulnerable position. You got to go somewhere, sit somewhere, wait for somebody. To, you know, and the funny thing about the whole gig, gig economy is the solutions that we are applying now, they come out of the underworld, you know, like rolling up on somebody and they just handing you a bag, a package and, you know, you just, like everything right now. Like I cannot wait for them to say that people can operate a home-based liquor store. That's like the last thing. Cause you, when you think about prohibition, when you think about the bootleg houses, I'm just waiting for them to say that you can operate a home-based wine business. And look, and you probably can. I just haven't researched it enough. So if anybody out there has any information, cause I just feel like that's gonna be my retirement, okay? That's just gonna be my, my passive, not even passive, my active income. Right. Not passive income. I just really feel like that's going to be a thing. And especially with the retail apocalypse that's going on and everybody having special. And what let me tell you, all we are really going to see um, the, the tools put in place to avoid an apocalypse. Let's say that. I don't want to say retail apocalypse, but in order to avoid a retail apocalypse, because here we are in 2020 and you cannot have thousands of people in the store. Right. You can't have everybody in line that mad dash rushing in there trying to get those TVs on sale. You're going to have to have some order things that we've been begging people to do. Y'all. And, you know, I talk about this all the time because this is a large part of my anxiety living so early into the future. And not a lot of people around people who had to get out there and pioneer this stuff, you know, and people calling you crazy, insane, because all your socialization is in a virtual world. You know, everything you've ever done was in a virtual world. And now everybody understands the word virtual. I just had to do on the store this weekend. I just went and I had to change up some things and put the word virtual. It's like, oh, it's safe now to put the word virtual. You know, people won't won't want to investigate, you know, your man, your your mindset because you don't need to have uh, full on contact with people. Right. And y'all got to understand those of us who've been here living like we've been in a pandemic, you know, think about all the futuristic TV shows, you know, the Enterprise, the uh, Star Trek, you know, they, that like, you never, on Star Trek, you never did see like thousands, of, if you saw, on, if they had episodes of Star Trek where they had to deal with thousands of people, those people were crazy, deranged, <laughs> you know, living in all kind of elements, like, because, you know, that's how people do, they follow each other into the, into crazy stuff, and so, I'm just waiting. I just need a few more things. And I don't know if, because I don't know if, if y'all, and, and please don't get this twisted. I'm just really not, uh, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm, I'm not a Trump fan at all. Uh, and people on social media better be real sensitive of how you uh, speak of this man, because now come, they're coming down and trying to, you know, get kick people off of social media because of how people are expressing themselves as in this time, in this, in this year of COVID 20, okay, it was COVID-19, it was COVID-20 now, uh, our president here in the United States of America in this day and age, uh, October of 2020, our president has, has, is finally admitting, let's do it that way, finally admitting that, that he probably been walking around with COVID for how long, we don't know. 
Um, but now they want to say that he contracted it um, because, you know, they, they, the road, what I call the revenge of the Rose Garden, <laughs> revenge of RBG. Some people are saying that they were so hell bent on dishonoring a woman's dying wish that they got together to have a celebration and, 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 it, and COVID-19 is spreading, COVID-20, COVID, COVID is spreading between all of them. So just be mindful of what you're saying online um, because there's a lot of censorship about to happen, even though this man was able to go on national television and declare um, a war against people in this country because people are so mistaken that thinking that America, you know, these things don't happen in America, but they've been here since day one. They've been here since day one. And every time they get tired of fighting each other, they try to turn on black people. You know, they're like, oh, let's, what are the black people doing? What are the blacks doing? You know, <laughs> it's crazy. We live in a crazy time. That's why virtual, that's why virtual is so awesome and amazing because you get to come out of that toxicity. You know, I've been able to live, even though I, I'm in the confines, I'm in America, I've been able to live around the world with people who of like mind coming together with ideas and just and opportunities. You know, more people know my name outside of the, the county, the city, the state in which I live, the country in which I live, because I have been all over the place, because I'm, what I do has been done for so many, you know. And uh, it, was, it was coming, it was trying to do it here. It's like, man, this works so amazing. All other when we first started with internet radio um, in, before Y2K, in the 90s, we started internet radio. And our, our largest audience, of course, were Americans who lived abroad, you know, and, and who were also serving in the different wars that Americans are in, you know, so they can get a, get a, get a field for home. And, and, uh, and so Australia and the UK, you know, it was like we were really popular. And, but yet they would always ask about this country. And so um, the, a lot of the information I was providing, I said, I was like, oh, let me start doing some web, let me do a website for this. You know, well, I started, so I started doing a website and then, then it, it, it of course evolved on into, um, uh, dryer buzz. And then, and then more and more of the importance of knowing about, it went from global to national, to regional, to local, and then to hyper local and, and back and forth for the past. 20 years as dryer buzz. Um, but now we're here. And one of the things um, I was looking at as memories come up in, in the different workshops and talks and books and things that I've written, um, a lot of those talks was telling people, hey, listen, people are able to go out there and find all in 11 minutes into this, guys, people were able to go out there and find all kind of information from all around the world. The one place they can't find out is what's going on on their street around their block. You know, the, hey, you want to buy? I want to buy something from the store down the street. You couldn't do it. You literally couldn't find. They weren't in Google. They barely had a website. They damn sure didn't have an app. You know, didn't have a sale. <laughs> you know, they were mad that you weren't coming. You got you to come in. I remember I uh, I started a book club and and. One of the reasons I started a book club, because every time we would interview an author, you know, they'd have great sales and, and whatnot. And, uh, and I remember calling just a couple of years ago, four years ago, because I hadn't really done anything 
I hadn't really done anything collaborative um, pretty much in the last four years. Uh, four years went by fast. And so um, I, remember, I remember when I, some, of the, some of the decision factors was it's time to stop. Was I remember calling this bookstore because I had, a, I had a number of bookstores. I had a number of bookstores that I would go into when it was time to select a book. When, you know, books would come out on the days that, Things like Tuesdays, they they come out on Tuesdays, and they come out. I think come out on Tuesdays, Wednesday they were on the shelves, and uh, so I would go. I had a couple. I had one here in my neighborhood, a couple in my neighborhood actually, uh, and then if, if I couldn't get back to the neighborhood again, hyper local, I had a couple places around the city. You know that weren't weren't that weren't afraid of somebody coming in on the phone and filming inside their stores, and I remember like man, as always, I said I would love to use this opportunity to support a particular one, right? And I can't even say, right? And I call, I said, let me call. I, 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 I won't even mind driving the 30, 40 minutes over there. Uh, and I called and I said, hey, um, you know, and they recognize, you know, the name. And I don't know if they recognize, I don't know what, I don't know what that was. But I called, I, even just the whole phone call was like, they were like mad, like, why are you calling, you know? And I was like, okay, this, this is just not going to end. And you know, um, and being an influencer and being a blogger, you know, you're like, you, there's, there's a, just not about 10. I don't, I don't want to have 10 on the walls. We did that 20 years ago. So I called and I say, listen, you know, um, I've got a book club and who I am and this kind of thing. And, and uh, I said, you know, when we come over, we just kind of film the process, you know, just go live selecting a book. And it was like, Oh no! Oh no! No! Uh uh-uh. uh! We don't allow that. And I was like, "Okay, thank you." And I hung up the phone. And I was like, "Wow, okay." And there, there are hey, well within their rights. And there are some to this day, you know, still telling people not to, but th- those are not the ones that people are going to. Those are not the ones, you know, that people are going to. And, uh, and, you know, I just like, I don't have the energy. I can't, I can't. And, and I think it was about maybe 2016. I can't explain to you the importance of this. I can't explain to you that I'm not, I don't even have the energy to try to tell the value of this. When I have a handful that, that I pull up in their parking lot. Okay. And they're like, oh my goodness. Do we have this? Do we have that? Okay. Pull, chill some wine. Um, make sure this, make sure, un- open that box, put those, put those books on the shelf, come in, hold on, give us two seconds, just a minute. We got some new books that I really want you to talk about this book. Oh, we got, we got an author you would love. Oh, I'm so glad you're here. Who turns that down <laughs> to go over here? Like, what do you want? What's in it for you? What do you get? A- like, damn, what's with the inquisition? Okay. It's like, uh, I'm going to buy a book and I want everybody to see me buy a book. I didn't even ask. I'm not, I'm not even asking for a free book. I'm going through the whole, I'm going through the whole process. I'm taking people through the entire process that they would go, even including going to the register, even though there are people saying, well, can I give you, can I send you a case of books? Okay. I'm like, it's crazy. This is the kind of stuff that make people can't get out of bed. This is why I do how to get out of bed because this is what people waking up to each and every day. They had to go to bed having trying to process these kinds of encounters. 
I'm talking about like pure own saints, people who could be have sainthood, like tried to do you uh, tried to do something nice yesterday. I know you did. I know you did. You tried you tried to do something nice. You wanted to bless somebody. You know, something so great happened to you and you wanted to pay it forward and you ran into one of these folk. That's what it happens. It happens. And I'm not even going to say it's a challenge, it's a test, and it needs a testimony and all that kind of stuff. No, it happens. There's a large body of people like that. That, that aren't even read. That you, you can give them the world and they will not value it. And they'll turn around and, and they'll turn it around in such a way as if you owe them anyway. Don't you hate when you do that? Like you do something nice and they're like, oh, you owe me that anyway. That's why you have to stop looking for this thing for the wrong direction of reciprocation. That's not how it goes. Always pay it forward. Write that down. Always pay it forward. And I say that to mean don't try to pay it back. <laughs> Unless you have assigned a contract and an agreement. But always pay it. Always pay it forward. Because trying to pay it back and forth, you know, Oh, you, you got it last time. I'll get it this time. Then y'all going to start counting. You know, you're going to mess up something that could have been genuine. You know, how many times have we, we, we screw up something that just could have seriously been, a, been genuine? You know, just write that down, genuine. We don't see that word often. You know, people try to genuinely send their condolences to the president. He done misconstrued into thinking he got bipartisan support. <laughs> they like, dude, they just trying not to go to hell like you. And say nothing bad because people believe in the whole karma thing. Yesterday on yesterday's podcast, we literally, I had to reach over like I'm reaching right now. Y'all, I had to put out my Dalai Lama. I was like, Dalai Lama, come on, help us with this thing. And I opened my book. I'm like, hopefully he got a chapter in here. And uh, I actually was reading it and my phone died. <laughs> I was in the middle of the podcast, but we were in a live environment and my phone died. And uh, and I was like, okay, sign. That's a sign. Everybody, everybody, everybody can handle compassion. But I did. I had to. I had to go to the book because we were. The yesterday's episode was called "When Bad Things Happen to Bad People," um, because good people try to process that, still try to make something good out of, still try to be their their good and whole selves in that situation because we don't want to be caught up. We don't want to be caught up in that. That that's a whirlwind, a whirlpool, cesspool, right? So I had to go to the Dalai Lama, and I literally had to go and look at the table of contents. And he has a section in here on karma, but I don't like to talk about that because karma, that's a personal thing. That's a person. I know people like to throw it like that. Look at karma. Karma got him. Karma. Well, if karma got him, you, you don't get to got got. You got got to some, somewhere down the line because we're all human, right? And, and karma is an immediate thing. And it just comes right back. So I was like, I don't want to deal with no karma. Let me find, I'm trying to find some compassion. So yesterday, I really had, truly had to find some compassion. So I turned to page 89, and I was reading. Let me get, go and give a, get a little bit more of that, and which means I, I need to read this book a little bit more. Because, see, he's even got compassion and emptiness. That, okay, since I turned to that, and this is on meditating and compassion, because I think this is where we are the day after. I'm not going to go back. Remember I just said, got to stop trying to go back. Stop trying to go back to where you've been and keep it moving. We we got to learn how I'm opening my phone here, guys. I'm not starting to open my phone back. We got to learn how to keep it moving. We got to learn how to keep going forward. Forward is a thing in, in something that you can measure, okay? Like going forward, like like 
I know you might have to pick up on some things that you kind of found found a stopping point yesterday. But to, at least today, figure out how to go forward. Okay, well, now, I just talked to y'all. When I came on, I was talking a little bit about the emptiness. Like, I got some emptiness going on. It says, the compassion that we must ultimately possess is derived from our insights into emptiness, the ultimate nature of reality. It is at this point that the vast meets the profound. This ultimate nature, as explained in chapter 6, the vast and the profound is the absence of inherent existence in all aspects of reality, the absence of intrinsic identity in all phenomena. We attribute this quality of inherent existence to our mind and body and then perceive this objective status, the self or me, this strong sense of self, then grasps at some kind of inherent nature or phenomena, such as a quality of carness in a new car we fancy. As a result of such, I don't even know what this word is, reificate, wait a minute, reification, uh, and our ensuing grasping, we may also experience emotions such as anger or unhappiness. In the event that we are denied the object of our desire, the car, the new computer, or whatever it may be, reification, reification, we got to look that word up. We got to, I need to go ask Siri what that means, because I can't go forward, y'all. I'm, I'm that kind of person. I can't go forward not knowing what a word means, and I'm certainly not in this, and it comes right up. Let's see here. Let me see what this is. Uh, it's in Marxism, okay. I need to say it. What um what a little thing. I can't I can't pray. I can't um can't play the sound. There we go. Let me go to the simple thing. Okay. And it's giving me the root word. Uh, re it's R E I F Y. Some people like spell it. Spell it is a word that attempts to provide a bridge between what is abstract and what is real. Fittingly, it derives from a word that is an ancestor to real, okay, like reality, okay. Uh, The Latin noun res, meaning thing, both, see, I don't know how to pronounce this. I want to say reify, reify, okay, reify. I'm going to say it that way. Y'all help me out later. I'll listen to it later. And the related noun, that's a noun, reification, first appeared in English in mid-19th century, so it's a new word. <laughs> and it has to do with psychology and literature and cultural. Let's see what cultural. Anthropologists are often concerned to show the social and cultural phenomena are results of underlying processes that we have a tendency to overlook and that they are thus something other than what they seem to be. Okay, we could do a whole podcast on this word. I just need something to consider or represent something in the abstract. Okay, so it's like reality and whatever the other one was, honey. Anyway, uh, uh, I turned the page and now I'm trying to figure out where do we stop. When compassion is joined with the understanding of how all our suffering derives from our misconception about the nature of reality, we have reached the next step in our spiritual journey. And that's where we are. When compassion is joined 
with this understanding of how all our suffering derives from our misconception about the nature of reality. And we have reached the next step on our spiritual journey. That's what we're, that's what people are hoping that Trump takes a couple of steps back from evil in that he is experiencing what two, what millions of Americans have now experienced. And that's what we always hope about leadership. We always, first of all, we hope that we are putting people in leadership because they have experiences that can relate. And this man went into office relating to no one. And you hope that over the course of the four years that they develop some compassion you know, like when you have to look at a person that comes out of that office of leadership and they have no compassion day in and day out and day in and day out, we witness this man show zero compassion. And so when it came time to trying to decide how my thoughts needed to align so that I don't mess up my own spirituality, my own reality, you know, karma don't ricochet. I'm like, okay, I know we need to, we need to, hope that nothing of harm comes to this man, but I, I'm selective who I pray for. So I'm going to pray that I, and, and not doing a thing in this, it don't come back. But we're all out here trying to make sure in our daily lives that even things that we don't want to involve ourselves in, we want to make sure that our, that we're not doing nothing. Right. And so my prayer was, I just hope that the man has just a slither of compassion. I would, I would love to see this man just show a little. We, I mean, he, he don't even show compassion to his family. They're like, there's not a compassion. We've not seen a compassionate bone, and it makes us wonder, like, what happens to a person? Like, when we see somebody that kind, that ill in society, we're like, how did they get? How did they get that way? We always ask, how did they get that way? Like, people are trying to figure out to this day, like, what happened to white people? Right. Like, like really, like really and truly what it is. And the thing that happened to them, I just read it, finished the book called Cast, is this thing that they are always trying to hide as to what happened to them. And it's that thing that happened to them that's going to help us to understand why, as a whole, they could be so evil. I mean, like as a whole, like each individual person has to separate. They literally have to go through the, the task of separating themselves in some kind of way that we can identify that they're different. Now we, and I mean, when I say we, I mean black people, we are, we are more often than not trying to identify others are trying to identify us as not, everybody's like out here trying not to be that type because we live in a, we live in a country that has this construct that makes us try to identify, makes us force us to have to identify ourselves. One of the headlines that I, um, posted this morning where a gentleman was accosted by police leaving his place of work, Versace, and they rolled up on him like he was a criminal. And we all know that they are themselves the criminal. They are themselves harming people. They are themselves committing to terrorism. They are themselves upholding apartheid in this country. Okay. And so they need to identify. So we're, we're, we're out here hoping that because we came all, we made it all the way to 2020. We made it all the way to 2020 fighting compassion. You know, look at football. They barely can play sports in 2020 because they refuse, again, this whole karma thing, refuse to show compassion. They, they forbid compassion. 
They forbid players to show compassion for their fans. Never, never mind race. Gender, you know, foot, uh, NFL was already having gender issues because of the amount of abuse that goes on in the families of football players, right? They like, let's figure out how to how to not end it and not stop it. Man, we got to cover this up. It's like all this cover up, and guess what? In twenty twenty, can't cover can't cover up nothing in twenty twenty. There's cameras at on at all angles. There's sound. There's voice. Listening devices, everybody's being heard. I'm recording a podcast, but you don't, you can't even imagine how many other listening devices. The television has a listening device. The computer has a listening device. Everything that you talk to has a listening device. Never mind, you know, the the energy that you know, plants are listening. Like everything. Like like I, I woke up this morning. And I've, I've been trying to save this plant for like four years, and I um, ended up having, it was one of those that kind of grows like a wild vine, so I had to like clean it up and, and reposition it, and I'm trying to like let it know. I still love, I nurture, still trying to love and nurture it, and it's been repositioning. Everybody knows that's the thing you don't do, but I couldn't really tend to it in its current position, so I had to like move it all around and all this kind of stuff, even though it has survived uh, on my lack of knowledge. But yeah, I woke up, first thing I want to do, I got to show this plant some compassion. I love this. When compassion is joined with this understanding of how all our suffering der- derives from our misconception about the nature of reality, we have reached a next step on our spiritual journey. 2020 is a step on our spiritual journey. That's our conclusion as we get here on uh, right about 30 seconds. I'm going to take a few more seconds because I, I need to go learn a little bit more about this. I'm going to put my Dalai Lama book right there holding that page. Um, go and learn a little bit more about this and we can hopefully pick it up and continue. One of the reasons I had to go to the Dalai Lama on this because it's like some of these other leadership and spiritual leaders, um, it's like they weird, okay? <laughs> they weren't, I, I couldn't evolve. I couldn't evolve. And so I just got a couple of extra books. In fact, I ended up with the Dalai Lama um, book, but I was, I also got the book of joy, which is the Dalai Lama and Desmond Tutu. And it's good to see them both present their, their argument as far as, and it's in my stack of books where uh, I have a stack of books for unforgiveness because you get to a point where we got to forgive. We all, we got to forgive a lot of things. We're always, people jump to the forgiveness part real quick. Like, but wait, why, what, why do we need to forgive? You know, like you can't, you're not allowed to ask that question and people run around, forgive me, forgive for what? Cause the reality is you continue to do the thing that you are because you are who you are and it's in your DNA. It's in, it's in every membrane, your cells. It's like, you keep saying, forgive it, but that's who you are. I, this, um, this, uh, past year, I mean, the beginning of this year, I started to notice some behaviors in a person. And I was like, wait a minute, because this was my first time witnessing them. I was invited into a thing and I got a chance to witness their behaviors with others. Because, you know, when you're dealing with people one on one, you know, you, you, you like, hey, look, no, you can't bring that up in here. Right. And, and you dictate how people treat you. But then what we don't do oftentimes is we'll either excuse how they treat others because, you know, that whole Either they got something to gain or you, either your relationship is because they got something to gain or you believe you've got something to gain or you're just trying to have a genuine 
friendship. You know, you're, you're trying to help them, but you don't really know the full circle of them. And so little pieces of them were coming through and I got invited into the circle with them, with some of the others. Right. And when I immediately into the circle, I was like, I was like, Whoa, their, their behavior. I was like, Whoa, that I'm not, I'm, I'm not seeing it. And it had come up. Here's the thing. It had come up because they'd asked my advice on the situation. And I was like, wait a minute. You know, and I was like, and, I, and my advice to them was like, no, we don't behave in that manner. And if you're in a situation where you have to behave in that manner, you don't be in that situation. And like, you don't concern yourself. Like, why are you, you don't, you shouldn't concern yourself with that part of the thing, right? I remember specifically telling, sitting down face to face with them. Like, no, we don't concern ourselves with that kind of thing. Do you understand what kind of energy you have to put in your own body in order to, like, no, you come away from that. You walk away. You leave that. That's not because you're not, you're not, this person wanted something that person had. And I'm like, have you, and I literally said, have you done? Have you been through what they've been through? Have you done what they've done? Have you taken the risk that they've taken? And when you're ready to do that, you'll get there. That's what I had to say to them. And then I, but, uh, but again, it struck me. I'm like, oh, is that how you view people? Right. And then I'm like, okay. And then you check your distance of a thing or whatever. Like, well, you know, you know. Hopefully, I'm safe. And then, uh, so later on, and I was like, and I knew what distance I needed to keep at that point. And then I got invited in. And I'm like, and and I remember right before I got invited in, I was going through that. I'm like, whoa, I'm starting to feel some of those negative side effects. I talk about something's going on. And when I got invited in. Within just a matter of days, I got to see this behavior and I was like, oh, I don't know about this. You know, and you know me, I'm real keen on an exit strategy. I'm real keen on an exit strategy because I don't like side effects. I don't like where having to put disclaimers on things. And I certainly don't want to be around when an apology is necessary. You know what I'm saying? I don't because... I, I have to live with enough already. And, uh, and yet and th- this is the thing, and I'm, and I'm still processing that. Cause again, you, when you get to see something on a whole, you like, you, you have to process it. And I'm like, wait a minute. And I'm thinking like, wait, have they ever alluded to that or said, you know, have they, have they done somebody else like this? And I'm like, wait, yeah, you witnessed that. Cause remember when you came in and then I'm thinking like, wait a minute, did I get invited in because they did this to somebody else? And that person was like, enough. You know, because I wasn't at the table when this thing started, when it came about. And I had to tell myself that. I'm like, because I thought, I'm like, wait, was I at the beginning? Did I come in at the beginning of this? Or was I brought in, you know, after things started to fall apart? I'm like, okay. And then it's in that falling apart. It's like, wait a minute, let me make sure I'm still on my foundation. Let me, let me back on up out of this. Because this is not, this is not, this is not going to end well. And when you know that you know, can't dwell on it too long. Um, what's the trust? I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the, my, my list here. I see dwelling on it. I see trust. I see always pay it forward. This was not paying it forward, you know, and this was not them. This was them trying to, trying to in some way pay it back. And when they're, when pay it back, when you're trying to like pay it back kind of thing, is it, is it genuine or is it guilt? You know, and, and that's what I was seeing there. I was seeing them trying, this is them dealing with their own guilt in such a way. Like there's no way this can happen when it looks like, you know, it looks too similar 
to what they do. And so they, they were, they were processing, they were trying to process this thing. And the way to do it was to let me know it was happening, pull me in. And, uh, and then I'm like, well, this is not how I operate. So, you know, it, it didn't end well. Um, yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing we, that's why I say, I always pay it forward. I always pay it forward. That means a, a new day is a new day. You know, a new opportunity is a new opportunity and you get to really and truly process these things. When you, when you are in a situation where you have to go back and forth and that tit for tat, and there's so many people in this, um, uh, that's just a, a bad cycle. Like, like that whole song, breathe in, breathe out. Like when you breathe out, you don't take that back in. It goes cause taking it back in is poison. All right. There's a little bit of poison in what we breathe out. Your body, and that's why it's like, it's, 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 a, it's a two-way thing. Your body is taken in clean, and in that clean, it's attached to all this stuff to it, and you breathe out, you know, you breathe it right back out. The poisons come out in that, in that thing. I'm telling you, there's a cycle. The clean is going in, and the poison is coming out. And so many of us are caught up in these situations where the poison is coming right back in. You woke up today, you know, you, you, you can't get out of bed, but you're going to get out of bed and you're going to go, the poison, just taking it right on back. You're putting it out. You're taking it right on back in. And some of us refuse to take the poison back in. Some of us refuse to take the poison back in. And we might get talked about, disrespected, and all of that, but that's okay. Because guess what? If you're always moving forward, you are always moving away from. There are going to be those trying to keep up. There are going to be those trying to catch up. There are going to be those trying to hold on, but still always be moving forward. The thing that got you, that has you where you can't get out of bed today, guess what? It's already happened. It, 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 it has happened. Now, the closer you are to it, you know, it feels it's going to feel what you feel. But as long as you keep going forward, you get to process it a little bit better and better and better and different. And different. It will always be that thing that happened to you. But as long as you keep going forward, keep getting out of bed, keep watching the sun come up, even the sunset, keep feeling the breeze and wind, keep breathing, keep thinking, keep just keep, keep, keep going. Find the compassion in it. What, let me read this line and then I'm going to let y'all go after I tell you another thing or two. It says when compassion is joined with this understanding, that's why you have to keep, because the understanding is not staying there. And you got to step back. You got to step away from it a little bit. Look back to get the understanding. We're talking about the understanding. That's what each and each and every one of these episodes is about understanding. Each and every one is about, is about understanding something a little bit different. And just like when I got to a point, I'm like, wait a minute, this is a word. I got to figure out what this word is. I went and got an understanding, tried to get an understanding. Now I got to go hear how the word is pronounced, okay? Because it says it's a new century word, right? And, uh, and we've been looking for a word since, since reality, since the people on reality TV has done such a horrible job with reality. Don't nobody want to be real no more, right? In fact, my father told me uh, a couple of years ago, I need a new word. And I think this is the new word, new 19th century word. Uh, but when compassion is joined, because we all have compassion to some degree, but when it is joined with an understanding of how all our suffering, all, I did how to get out of bed for all our suffering. 
right? It's like, wait a minute, I'm suffering. And, and, and I know the suffering was new to me, right? Because it, nobody else was like, oh, well, a few people were. Now, in fact, let me not do the nobody. Remember we said we're, gonna, we're not going to do nobody. I did how to get out of bed because a, a good number of people, let me put it that way, a good number of people were pouring into me um, how to process the suffering, all right? And I wanted to be one of them as opposed to one of the other. I want to be one of those people. I want to, I want to have, I want to show some compassion for people that have, that go through these moments that cause suffering in our lives. I want to talk about, I want to talk about it open and honestly and transparently. I want people to look and say, whoa, she looks like she's going through things. She is. She's going through a thing. Okay. And, uh, and, but on the other side, wait, wait to the other side, wait till you see on the other side. Right. And then you can look back and then you can understand if you are tempting to get an understanding, right? That's where it compa- But see, the understanding has to meet with compassion. When compassion is joined with this understanding of how all our suffering, my stomach's growling, all our suffering derives from our misconception about the nature of reality, we have reached the next step on our spiritual journey. I hope that this episode, was I trying to get you on the next step of your spiritual journey? I was just trying to get out of bed. What you have done, if you listened this far, hopefully, like me, you want to go delve a little bit more into compassion. You want to be a more compassionate person. You want to go delve a little bit more into the understanding. You want to be, you want to get rid of some of the misconceptions, right? I started doing how to get out of bed because I wanted to get rid of some of the misconceptions of, of people like myself who experience anxieties who slip sometimes in depressions, you know, the misunderstanding of it. And uh, luckily for me, I've got a few good people that I can turn to, lean on, and I wanted wanted everybody else to be able to, like, notice I didn't say nobody. I wanted others to be able to recognize what we have around us, the few good people that are leaning in and we're leaning on, right? And let's just all keep going forward. Thank you so much for joining me in the miracle of today, which used to be the tomorrow of yesterday. And I hope that we are blessed with more tomorrows and we can continue to talk and continue to get out of bed. I cannot record this podcast without getting out of bed. I got up, I made my bed and then I'm going to go ahead and uh, finish up with my day. I'm looking across the way here at my computer uh, where I left some things that I'm still working on. So hopefully I slept on some ideas and those ideas are going to go ahead and work themselves out. Uh, and that, and, and, and that, that is all going to work themselves out. Hopefully you have good people around you that's, that's praying that you work things out and that things are good for you. If not, Come on, join me on this journey, on this podcast, as we try to get to the next step, the next step. The only way to get to the next step is to keep going forward. And uh, as we go forward, let me give you a couple, let me plug a couple of things, okay? Um, it, as In listening, you hear me talk about a couple of things that we have going on. And one is our store. I want you to go and check out the store. Um, if you like merch, if you like merch, please go and uh, check out the store. Uh, well, we've got a number of things that I got, I get to do. I'm going to go get a really good box together. I've got, um, to, I get to send off a great gift this morning. I cannot wait to go and pack some of this. So, um, I'm sending to family. I'm going to send my family, uh, they're on another side of town and, uh, I'm going to ship uh, a box because like everybody else, we've been finding it hard to get together and our holidays in this year have been challenged. So we hadn't really seen each other. 
And now, I think we're going to probably have one of the best in virtual Thanksgivings um, because everybody's, you know, is still working and, and some are having to travel and so forth. So I think we're probably going to end up doing, and you know what, and this is the funny part is the fact that it's probably going to be virtual, we'll probably be able to see everybody and everybody participate. Think about that. This year, we're all going to probably go live from our from our tables in our dining rooms for the holiday. And those who, you know, for whatever reason, couldn't show up or didn't felt like they didn't have this and that. I don't know. Now, I mean, think about it. Friends, how many times you've been trying to get somebody to the table and they couldn't? And now, you know, the walls, like, like virtual is about to be everything. I, I Halloween, you know, virtual Halloween party. I'm probably gonna have a, I'm probably gonna have a virtual birthday party. But you know what? I've been having virtual celebrations for 30 years online. I have had some of the most amazing virtual parties, y'all. Like y'all are getting, y'all are getting used to this whole versus thing and online karaoke. Man, we've been doing that since the 90s. We used to have the best, and it's still out there. We we were all on the path. So let me tell you the cycle. We we went from. All the, the different chat rooms we went over to Black Planet, then we went to MySpace, and then we went to Pal Talk. Uh, and Pal Talk um, was some, just um, and the amazing. There is no place online right now that matches to what Pal Talk was in the 90s. In the 90s. And people are still over there. I, I download the app here and again. Here, here and now again, uh, just to check on. And, and I have people who come on to some of the things that I'm doing now and say, we've been rolling since then. I mean, we used to roll with people all over the world, all over the world, and just have some of the most amazing. So I know what a virtual virtual party is. That's why it's so hard dealing with people um, in, the, in, in, in the real world, uh, for real, for real, because, you know, you, you – when you were in the uh, virtual world, it's like, it's like you were there because you wanted to be there. You know, you brought the best of yourself and you just had a good time, you know, because the compassion was there. You know, everybody had compassion and we were all forging ahead. We were all forging ahead in a new thing. And I'm glad that 30 years later, it's new for more people. I'm glad that you are, you are now not afraid you know, to be on camera or to have, you know, I'm just glad that less people are not afraid. Cause I can't tell you, um, um, how harshly it was criticized when we were, we were, but we didn't worry about that cause we had a good time. I mean, we came home cause you had to come home from work and, uh, and log on cause it was it wasn't on your phone. It was on your computer. Uh, in the nineties, it's like, and then they have, <laughs> we barely had cell phones in the nineties. Um, we started that. I think they, we had them like late, uh, yeah, early nineties. I believe. I believe by the time I think everybody probably got them in the early nineties. A few people had them before then. Okay, let me not diss the pioneers of of the most expensive equipment ever. But once it became slightly more affordable, um, so but yeah, it was that was just for a phone. You weren't on there doing all this other stuff. And then let's not forget the BlackBerry. You know the BlackBerry generation. They. They like their elitism, so give them theirs. Um, but then, of course, you know, and even I take, I, I, I live in mind to um, those of us for whom it was a priority a long time ago. You know, all the different generations. But now we're all here together. Now we're all here together. 
And what we have to do is we have to continue to move forward. Go and help us move forward. Go check out. I, I went away from it again. Check out shopdryerbus.com. Please go and visit the store. That's how we monetize and how we leverage all of the things that we're doing. Please check out shopdryerbus.com. Um, for those of you that have been asking for the recipes in the kitchen, we've now added the recipe store. So there's only one recipe out there right now. That's what I'm doing now is I'm loading up the recipes. Uh, but it's the one recipe that's going viral on TikTok right now. So please go and check that out. Um, the lemonade recipes, the uh, sauce, the, the cheese sauce that goes in the macaron and everything else, the oxtails, all those different things, uh, all those recipes will be there uh, for you to download. You will also see our bookstore. You hear me talk about the books that I wrote. If you are trying to use social media for a business and you want to learn about um, some of the best practices for that, especially now that everybody needs to be doing something and something else, uh, you can download the books. You can also get the books in a uh, six-pack. And uh, you can get them individually if you just need to, somewhere to start. If you just need somewhere to start, the best book I can tell you to start with is How to Rock Social Media because it does cover all of tactics uh, that you can use, techniques that you can use on all of the platforms, be it podcasting, um, be it video, be it just generating your following, your audience, and then talking a little bit about conversion. Um, if you're just trying to build your presence on social media, start with that. And then, um, if you want to do blogging and becoming an influencer, you can get that one, 27 to rock blogging, uh, hashtag you need to, while we have a.com, um, you don't necessarily have to put a.com out there. Now you need to have a hashtag before you have a.com. Okay. The .com means that that's a place that you want people to land and they're full on 200% of their attention is on you. If you don't have a website that you are updating often and frequently or, or that you have things where people can give you money, uh, you need to first generate the um, following on your social media. And the way you do that, rather than people learning your username, they learn your hashtag. Then you don't have to be worried about what platform they are on as long as you've got content there using that hashtag they can filter for it and your hashtag is basically the key for people to filter the platforms they're on so again they can focus but the whole focus of that is to get them focused on you so go and check out the bookstore um we pulled down we we're running probably about five now some of them because they were platform specific and some of those platforms are gone and some are changing um i'm revising revising those these are also available on amazon if you are an Amazon Prime member, you can explore them on Amazon as well, or just Amazon. If you if you use Amazon, they're also on Amazon, as well as the print book that I wrote, 27 Answers to Create Buzz, that is on Amazon. And if you want a signed copy, hit me up. Uh, I will be doing going back and doing a couple of um, book signings. That book has been out in the second edition of it. It has been out now about seven years. Um, this, this book is great. It's a great starter. I myself have to go back and read, especially when I'm working on new projects, like I'm working on this, this, this project here, um, uh, have to go back like, wait, what, how, cause I need to know, how did I do that? How did I, 
amassed that following and, and customers and so forth. Uh, and now that I have tangible products, it's, it's a little bit different. So my writing is going to be a little bit different. So um, that's one of the ones I'm working on now is getting to that right price, that sweet spot price. And so those are available. You can check them out. And then, of course, now is the soap store. Um, we had a great sale on, we have a great sale on Tuesdays and Fridays. Tuesdays and Fridays. And I'm actually looking at expanding, still looking at expanding, 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 either the Tuesday sale or the Fridays. I don't know. You tell me. Well, we got, well, one, we're getting ready for the holidays. So I've been working on a lot of that. I haven't done a lot. Uh, online because we're getting ready for the holidays and there's a lot of talk about Black Friday being entirely different, entirely different. Uh, in fact, merchants are saying, you know, there's really no reason to even wait for that particular Friday because because there's going to be no mad dash uh, to the stores. Um, those deals are pretty much going to come probably all of November, if anything, Um you know, instead of because the nature of Black Friday was it was a day off that everybody was off because it was a day after Thanksgiving and you could go to the store and start on your Christmas shopping. And of course, you know, over the time it got out of hand, uh, became a very volatile and sometimes violent thing, depending on what the offering was. And one thing you can't in that we are in a pandemic year and sadly, you know, all of these changes were dictated by a pandemic as opposed to us being smart people. Um, there is no mad dash to the stores this week. In fact, many of them probably won't be open because when you think of how hard people have to work all this year, a lot of people, you know, want to be off. Um, but it's dangerous. Okay. So curbside, you're going to probably still be sitting in line, but you're going to be curbside. And think about it. Think about, think about it. You know what you're going to have to do? You got to be ready to jump on your phone. Those sales are going to be there, but just think about if they've got a deal and they've only got X amount, you, there's going to be some sites going to be crashing. Okay. The only people going to be showing them at the stores, the people that got it online and pick it up. You ain't no sitting in, what are you, what are you in line for? They only got a hundred already paid for, already designated and already being taken to the car. Think about that. So if you've got a slow internet speed, you better get, you better go download these apps. You better go su subscribe to all the VIP services um, because when those sales hit, and if, if they're not, nobody has thought about this. I mean, think about it. From this moment on, there should never, ever be another Jordan shoe line. I don't know who you are. Think about it. Like, why? I... I mean, and, and think about it. For the past four years, I have been saying there is no reason for anybody to be standing in a line. There's no reason for it. But we have that herd mentality. We think that, and we know that, and not even we think. Herd mentality was a selling point. Why is there a herd over there? Oh, let's go get in that line. The, now go get in the line. It's dangerous as hell because you don't know where those people are being, what they're doing, and who has COVID, Okay. Because the COVID people ain't staying home. COVID person didn't stay home from the Rose Garden. They were like, oh, I've got to be in the Rose Garden. I've got to go and disrespect a, a dying woman's wish, right? A dead woman's wish because she died and said, listen, 
I think the it is my wish that the president, current president, leave this appointment, replace me in the next administration after the election. I mean, and if he was so sure that he would win, he would have had the appointment anyway. But no, they rushed to go. They're like, hey, here's a here's a victory for us. We get to shit on America one more time. And look what happened. One by one and another and another and another. And I didn't even check the headlines. But the COVID person was like, I'm so absent of compassion. I'm going to go and endanger all the little friends I have in my evil world. I'm going up in there coughing, hugging, right? I'm showing up. Okay, and we know who. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna hug. I'm gonna have a conversation, and then when you then when you see that one person, that other person get real close to them, knowing that they like wait wait didn't she have it first? Uh, they see that we had it first, cause they all got it right. Huh. And and think about it. It's somebody in your circle. It's somebody in all our circle like that. That just don't have compassion. But the reason why you still deal with people who don't have compassion is because you still think you have something to gain. Those people were in that rose garden because they all think that they have something to gain by aligning with this man and this and his spouse who have no compassion. You listen to the tapes, Melania, no compassion whatsoever. There's not a compassionate bone in her body. Everybody was trying to say, well, she didn't know what was on the house. She put that jacket on and went to see those babies. It's with I don't care. No compassion. She married him. She ain't got no compassion. She knew she had something to gain. The question is, you probably can't. You're probably experiencing days where you can't get out of bed. Because people are trying to attach themselves to you. Whether you have compassion and understanding or not, they think that they have something to gain. Be mindful of people around you. People putting up with you and your faults, your bad behavior. You putting up with their bad behaviors because you all think you have something to gain. And I'm, I'm going to get off of this thing. And, and guess what? The thought that I came in here about emptiness, my emptiness, just became such a value. That's why I have to talk out loud because I woke up feeling a sense of emptiness. And I'm like, wait a minute. I don't allow people to hang around me who feel like they just have something to gain and they're not bringing something to the table with them. The first post I posted this morning, what do you bring to the table? The table. And, and, and I'm mindful of who gets around the table. Hopefully they bring in compassion and something as equal to and not just come because they think they have something to gain. You can't roll with me just because you think you have something to gain. I'm not going to roll with you just because I think I have something to gain. That's just not how it works. I, I, I want to, no misconceptions. It's got to be a full on understanding and compassion. And if I have separated myself from you, it's because I have compassion and I feel like you just thought you had something again and you got, you might've got it. You might've got it. It's like, there was another meme that said that, um, what does it say that when people, when, when, um, uh, when people are no longer speaking, it's like, it's because they figured it out. 
I hope you figure it out something. I hope you figure it out today with 30 seconds to go. I hope you figure it out. If you didn't figure it out with this episode, there are more episodes, including a full-on 90-day series where we really figured out how to get out of bed and we journaled our way through the process of dealing with depression, dealing with anxiety, dealing with our immense fears, dealing with misunderstanding, misconceptions. We began to fix it all. We turned to great books like this, An Open Heart from the Dalai Lama. We got some Yala over there, some Desmond Tutu. We got some history books. And I got to go because this thing cuts off in an hour. Thank you for spending an hour with me. And go now to, wait, do me a favor. Go now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz. Yeah.